This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, back into it with Anthony Fury, Tom Parkin, and John Carmichael. Here's one that I'm kind of curious about because uh, the government announced on Friday that they'd have to cut some school programs, about $25 million worth out of $400 million that had been earmarked for uh, these special types of programs for, uh, well, classroom tutoring for kids, uh, student success supports for racialized youth, um, some after-school jobs for needy teens. And the government says that uh, while this uh, was specialized grant money promised by the previous liberal government, they had to cut somewhere. And uh, as a consequence, 25 mil is taken out uh, so that the funds can be better managed and have the greatest impact on students. Now the school board, 72 across the province, say they're scrambling. This according to a report in the Toronto Star anyway, to uh, find out how this is going to impact them. Anthony, I'm kind of curious, you know, whenever it comes to cutting and somebody's ox gets gored, they're going to complain about it. Uh, now, there's a necessity we know with a $15 billion deficit that cuts have to be made somewhere. Is this a case of uh, perhaps these proponents of these programs being cut and they're not even entirely clear which ones yet except the ones that I've articulated? Are these wants or are these needs? Are they necessary so that they should not even be touched? How do you see it? I don't know because I don't know the details of these programs, but it sounds like something of a service delivery, and it sounds like more of a service delivery than the managerial class and 40 VPs, at a, 40 assistant deputy ministers who are not sure what they're doing, a bunch of inflated contracts going out to other people, and I'm fully on board with the agenda to trim this. My understanding, and we, we had a meeting with Vic Fidelli at The Sun the other week, every department has been given their targets. It's different targets. He won't disclose what, some of 2%, some of 6%. they got to hit their mid, if not their high, and so forth. And then we'll learn some of the specifics. If you feel like you have to cut these programs, you do it after the fact, after you've done the full audit of the department, and then you go back to these service delivery ones. I was really upset to see Ford in front of Maple Leaf Foods giving that $35 million grant. I was told by the Premier's office that Kathleen Wynne's office had set that up. Okay, that half gives you an L, but you should have canceled it. You shouldn't have gone through with it. So Maple Leaf Foods gets $35 million and these kids don't get their program. I don't know if it's a great program, John, but they probably don't know either. I doubt they've done the deep dive on it. So this is not the pl- first place to start, including cutting uh, midwife college funding, mm-hmm. midwifery you get a better better bang for your buck than you do uh, delivery in in a hospital with uh, OBGYN and so forth. So I, I think there's some politics going on there. I think they're making some bad choices. All right, uh, Tom Park, and I mean, when it comes to a $400 million overall budget, $25 million is cut. To Anthony's point, having spoken to Mr. Fideli, uh, there are some cuts of a couple of percentage points here and there that are necessary to do across the board. It's an austerity program. Uh, is this somehow showing what you've always kind of warned about, the ominous details. Well, they're going to have to make cuts to programs, vital programs. How vital are they? Uh, I don't know, uh, but it's it's cash that's doing things for the Toronto District School Board for kids, and uh, now it's now it's going to be gone. I, I mean, you, you went in through part. the list of things. In part. It was the, I think people were a little bit suspicious when this was all announced later on Friday afternoon, which is the traditional dump the garbage news time. Uh, and uh, that I think as well, the con- there were supposed to be consultations on that, uh, on this, and uh, they hadn't ended yet. But my bigger, my bigger concern about this, uh, John, has always been that if you look back at the um, platform or the promises that this government put forward to, to people, uh, they, they never really summed them up. They never said where their cuts were going to come from to pay for these very large tax cuts 
Now, you know, we can have discussions about how do we address deficits, but I think it's pretty foolish to have a deficit and then say, okay, we're going we're gonna to top that off with more tax cuts that go to high-income people. You know, it's not like we don't have enough high-income people in the city. It's that we have too many people who aren't earning a good wage. That's the challenge. So giving away more tax money when we have deficits just seems absolutely foolish to me. Well, who's uh, paying the lion's share of the taxes, though? Yeah, yeah, but look at the way people live. And look at the look at the changes in uh, in after tax income in this province. Uh, we've had well, so you're talking about massive wealth redistribution. That's the panacea. Yeah, we've had mass. The problem is we've had massive redistribution upwards for the last thirty years. Well, the trouble is the smart money leaves the the precinct, the jurisdiction. If so, it gets you know fifty four percent tax rate on those over two hundred twenty thousand, they're gone. Anyway, so and who wins then? But uh, I've digressed here just quickly on this one, uh, John. If they're cutting some programs, is that understandable in the context of austerity? Well, I, I, I'm not familiar with what programs were actually cut, John, except mm. that I know the, the budget's upside down. We've got deficit uh, and debt growing at an incredible rate coming out of the last government. And uh, I don't know if these were promises that were made. And, and we've taken 25 off the top of the 400. And uh, it, it means uh, the school board goes back to work. And if, if these are important programs, figure out how do we make them fit. And uh, I, I think the government's got an, is an un, in an untenable uh, position of trying to find ways to, to uh, keep this province afloat. I mean, we talked last week about the, uh, the downgrading of our, uh, of our credit ratings. And uh, we're in big trouble in this province. And you talk about the smart money, it's already left. But, at, as, but Michael, as you'll note, remember the Moody's report, one of the key things they said is, is, is you have a deficit and then you're throwing revenue cuts on top of it. Like, what kind of fool does that? Well, and, except and, you know, that and they specifically they're trying to stimulate and we're going to have to give that a bit of time. I I, I, I understand we, what you're saying. I just I just think that uh, when you look at this province and the, and the extent of the debt and the generational uh, taxes that are going to be on my kids and grandkids and, and yours as well. Uh, it, it's a difficult, difficult time and tough decisions. So somebody's got to make them, and they're going to get in trouble for whatever they make. Well, one of the flags that uh, hit me immediately, these programs, uh, it was all funded by specialized grant money promised by the Liberal government last March. So the timeline on that is very suspicious. So but, let's uh, find a right. home for it. Yeah, let's, let's, If they're good programs, let's find a way to make them fit within... $375 million. All right. Finally, got to ask, because this is a big money item as well, uh, Faith Goldie, having to pay lawyers' fees to Bell Media $43,000 because uh, she decided she would sue uh, when her ads were not being run during the mayoral campaign on CP24, and uh, as a consequence, she lost because a Superior Court judge in his ruling said, this is something you should have taken up with the CRTC, the federal <laughs> regulator, rather than taking it to court. Seems to me like she might have gotten bad legal advice, Anthony. How do you see it? From Clayton Ruby, no less, apparently. I, I don't know if that, uh, a jurisdictional confusion, I don't know if that makes it a vexatious case where there's sort of <coughs> onerous fees on that. I mean, the original impulse of saying, hey, I'm, you know, I bought these ads, I've raised money. Not every candidate has the ability to do that. You'd think they're all going to get a hearing, so you can appreciate uh, her frustration. You'd think she'd appeal this, but I see she's already got an online, like, GoFundMe campaign or something. She's already raised a couple grand today to, to pay off this 40 grand. And so I, 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 I guess not planning to appeal it, which is uh, 
which is interesting. Well, where does one go? I mean, if they're misled by their counsel, the counsel should have maybe, it's not something in her purview to know that she's in the wrong jurisdiction here, pleading the case before a court when the judge said summarily, you should be before the CRTC here. I mean, that's the curiosity to me, even though the legal fee, 43 grand, you know, not inconsequential, uh, they ring up pretty fast. Tom, do you think she might have uh, gotten bad bad advice? Could be. I mean, you know, uh, judges... Don't don't ever want to be in front of one. That's that's just kind of a good rule of life. Um, so because um, you know uh, they can be they can be wrong as well, and that's why we have appeals and processes like that. But they you know get involved in the legal system. It's going to make your life bad. You know, Bell made a decision when they wanted when they said they were not going to run the ads of hers because of her um, far right political beliefs, mm. and uh, it it is a lesson. I think to people uh, on the far right uh, that this that their perception of what freedom of speech means, which means an entitlement to be advertised, does not exist like that. You can go and stand on the street corner and speak, and that's freedom. That is the freedom of our society. But there are but CRTC you're not, you're, rules that but, suggest you do have a right to be heard, which is where the original lawsuit yes. came from. And I think, John, the reason why she wanted to go to those courts she did was because they wanted an emergency injunction, and CRTC wouldn't have granted uh, that, if I'm not mistaken, right. it's sufficient time before the election. That's a good point. So that's why I, I feel like there's an appeals case here to at least buck this 40K, but I don't know if she's looking to make it. Unless she can raise the money on a GoFundMe page. Uh, so to your point, Anthony, that's a, a good caveat to note because uh, you're right. It was a tight timeline, and that's probably why they were going to court rather than, and perhaps uh, the lawyer understood that. So I'll withdraw. Take, taking a shot. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, where else are you going to go? Because the CRTC wasn't going to adjudicate this thing like in a matter of days. So I'll withdraw my complaint about maybe being misled by a bad legal counsel. Well, she was either misled or she was adamant she was going down a certain path. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the judges called the shot. So will GoFundMe pay for it? I don't know. Yeah. You know, okay. um, I mean, Clay Ruby, right? Well-known lawyer. Uh, d- done a lot of work in the city. I was very surprised he took this case, but anyway, it was interesting that he did. Uh, you know, well, he's I, an advocate, a free speech advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, um, but I wouldn't. Anyway, it would, anyway, I see why he would, and I see Wrong why he wouldn't. Free speech. But uh, <laughs> but it was. I, I think you know to to think that there was just some sort of calamitous error on his part is really under. You know, he's he's not a rookie who just got out of law school. This is a guy who's done a lot of major cases in the city. So if he, there was a strategy there for sure. Um, I can't believe, so for to your example, previous point, though, maybe the judge got it wrong. That's maybe possible. this was or, or the right venue. Or Anthony's point is, is correct, that, right. that uh, this was the only shot they, they had, and right. so they took the shot. Yeah, but so for the judge to say, uh, you're in the, in wrong, the wrong court, place, you <laughs> should be before the CRTC, yeah. but, Your Honor, here's why we're before you and not the CRTC. <laughs> so, Anthony, you may be right maybe. at the end. All right. Uh, everybody's right. Except for Tom Parkin. How good is that? I appreciate you, uh, gentlemen, being in this Monday afternoon. John Carmichael, Anthony Fury, Tom Parkin. Look forward to doing it again real soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.